Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 1130 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. I'm glad you could take some time out and take a listen to what we've got going on. And one of the things that's coming up, and I almost forgot, thank you, Stephanie, for reminding me, and I don't know how I forgot one of our friends for the, from the show, Cassandra Brown, all about the ballot. She's here this morning to tell us about a rally that I hope you all will be able to um, join us on Monday. And so good morning. How are you doing, Cassandra? Glenn Rising, I'm well. Thank you for having me on this morning. Thank you for coming back. So you've been busy again. It doesn't stop. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Tell us what's going on, girl. All right. So, yeah, we're excited um, all about the ballots. We've coordinated a rally, and we've actually coined the rally Embrace, Not Erase, Black History um, in our schools and throughout the state and the country. Um, because, of course, as some of you may know or most of you may know, DeSantis is trying to basically erase black history, you know. And so we are calling on parents, students, community leaders, organizers, everyone to come out and support us at the rally at the next school board meeting here in Lake County, and that is Monday, February 27th. We will start the rally at 5 o'clock because we're going to do some sign waving. We have people making signs. Hopefully others will join us. They'll bring their own signs as well, Um, and we'll do some sign waving. We'll have a few speakers, and then we're hoping that our community will also support by doing public comments, doing the, the public comment section at the meeting. All right, so... Why? So I'm I'm just curious. Uh, why Monday? I was just because I would think this would be something that would be, you know, optimum for a, a weekend. Oh no, no. We want to make a statement at the next school board meeting because in our letter we're demanding that the Lake County School Board write a letter standing against all of the things that uh, the census is doing as far as uh, erasing Black history and the things as far as the uh, can't say gay things in school and all of that against our LGBTQIA uh, community as well. So we want to be there during their meeting so that we can speak up. I'm asking for public comments, and they don't meet on Saturday. So we have to be there when they are there so that our voices can be heard. 
Yeah, I got it. it. And because we know that school board meetings are closely monitored, especially with what's going on right now. So that's a good good idea, a good strategy. So now can anybody attend? Is it just Lake County residents or can anybody attend? Oh, absolutely, yes. We um, have partners that are helping over in Orange, and hopefully they'll come out. Um, this is a statewide issue, and if we're not careful, it'll be a, a national issue if he runs for president or tries to take over, you know, the country or whatever. So we're starting small, but absolutely not. We This is completely, he's the governor of the state of Florida, not just Lake County. So anybody right. can come out and support. It just seems to me that... We're taking a lot of steps backwards, you know, in terms of freedom of speech, you know, in terms of being able to actually be educated or, as he wants to use the term negatively, woke, which I just have never understood how being woke or awake or whatever version of the verb um, you want to use, you know, how – or, or you know, whatever the adjective, however, you you know, how is it that some being aware of what's going on in your surroundings and wanting to share your awareness can be negative? It's like he wants to keep people in, you know, a, a situation where you just know what I tell you you should know, you know, exactly. about exactly. your history about your religion, about your uh, sexual um, orientation or preference. You know, this you know, this is what I tell you that you should know and this is how it is, you know, and we're supposed to be just kind of robots following along, you know. And who Absolutely. made him the person that's knowledgeable about all things about everybody's lives? <laughs> right. Right, and yeah. and definitely uh, as a black person, how how can he speak for me? I mean, he's never walked a day in my shoes or in my skin. So um, mm-hmm. the whole thing about being woke is they don't want their children to be uncomfortable or made to feel like they've done something wrong. Or and and of course that's not what we're trying to do. But history is history, so it's the truth, and we have to tell the truth. And there may be some uncomfortableness in that truth however it happened it's real you can't rewrite it or take it away and so I feel that teaching the children and making sure they understand what happened in the past will help us not repeat that same history and maybe change some of the behaviors that we've seen especially since um, you know Trump when he was in up in office you know so many people came out you know we were neighbors we were friends before that but he gave them this license to just like come out of the woodwork you know with so much craziness and like you said you you know we thought we were past a lot of this stuff and now it's like we're we're steadily being pushed back and I've always heard it said because I most of my organizing work and everything that I started in this fight was in Orlando so even though I lived in Mm -hmm. this county so once I stopped going to school in Orlando at Family Law School once I graduated, and I decided, hey, it's time for me to start some work in my own backyard. It was like, whoa. (laughs) 
and even my friends like, what are you doing in Lake County? It's like stepping back in time over there. So, you know, and yeah. now he's trying to make that same across the state, you know, and it, it's absolutely ridiculous, and we cannot stand by and let this happen. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's tragic. It really is. And my other question with regards to this, when you're talking about people being uncomfortable, African Americans are, are perpetually uncomfortable to me, exactly. it seems. Some of us, anyway. You know, some of us get better shots than others in terms of improving and advancing our lives. But there's still that sense of, you know, if you advance, a lot of times you're the only person that advances, you know, of color in a certain situation. Absolutely. Um, you know, and so there's there's still a certain amount of, yes, I, I've gotten a little bit better in terms of my circumstances, mm-hmm. but I'm still in this situation where, you know, my culture um, is not necessarily represented to its fullest in in this As environment. Well. Absolutely. So Absolutely. so then I'm uncomfortable. Uh, you know, we sometimes we end up in in certain things. For example, our young people end up sometimes when you're trying to do better for them and you put them in different schools and stuff like that, where there may be may not be a lot of people that represent your culture either in the classroom or in the upper echelon in terms of the educators and administrators. You know. And again, right. I'm uncomfortable. Okay. You know, but exactly. it, it seems to me that it's taken for granted that when I'm in, as an African American and in, in, in a situation that's not predominantly African American, I'm supposed to be fine with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, so why, why do you assume that I'm comfortable in your environment but when we talk about my culture and my environment, your you and your children are uncomfortable. Mhm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. And and when like what you said, when I look at Lake County commissioners, there's nobody there that looks like me. <laughs> and I mm-hmm. say it all the time. So I'm really uncomfortable with that. <laughs> But they aren't mm-hmm. trying to, you know, do anything to change it. And, and it's really hard for any um, black person or minority period to, to try to even run for a seat on Lake County Commission, you know, because of so many barriers, whether it's financial or, you know, just not having the, the capacity to do so. And so, like you said, we've been uncomfortable since we came to this country, you know, and, and they've been okay with that. But now yeah. they can't even learn about our history because they don't want their children to be uncomfortable. And like you said, what about how we feel and what we've experienced and what we still go through today, you know, even like you mm-hmm. said with our students. Yes, yeah, some of us may make it and um, some of us are given better opportunities than others. And, you know, some of it may be by our own choices that we don't take those opportunities. But more mm-hmm. often than not, it's because of the system barriers that are in place. It's not just because we don't want to do better. And that's the lie that has been perpetuated and that we have to stand up and stand against. Right. And, you know, and just to be clear, you know, like you said, you went to school um, for for FAMU Law School, and I grew up in Orange County and stuff, but I spent a lot of time in Lake County. The uh, good portion of my mom's side of the family 
is in Lake County. My mom grew up in Lake County. So, you know, I I have I have roots in Lake County. So what happens in Lake County matters. But the thing about it is Lake County in some senses is a, is a microcosm of what's going on, not in just in our state, but in our country, in a lot of places, mm-hmm. you know. And so we have to make these issues more visible, and the rally is one way to do that. So tell me about the lineup for the rally. So we do have a, a local high school teacher that's going to speak, a retired teacher that's going to speak. Um, we're trying to get some other local community leaders um, interested or, you know, wanting to speak. And so that's we're working on that. But right now we do have our educators that will be speaking. I would love to have a parent or a student speak, you know, because that would be more powerful. They're the ones that's being impacted. Um, and mm-hmm. so a lot of times I think about how we're in survival mode and, you know, at work or, or focus on just surviving. And so it's hard for them to participate or, you know, focus on other things as far as voting and stuff like that. But this is important. You know, this is important. This is a, will affect your children, your children's children for generations to come. And so we are pushing, um, our local leaders, our, you know, youth, everybody to just come out and support and stand up for, you know, what's right. So what what do you hope is going to be the outcome of the rally? So for us, we really hope that Lake County School Board stands up against this. And, you know, like we said, we have a letter here demanding that they write a letter saying that, you know, they won't stand by and watch this happen to our schools. And hopefully if Lake County School Board can do it, then some of the other school boards around the state will jump on board. And, you know, because a lot of times it takes one to make a good decision or do the right thing, and then other people kind of, you know, jump on or they feel a little more comfortable, (laughs) you know, joining Mm -hmm. the bandwagon. But somebody has to stand up against this. And and Lake County should be the one to stand up against this, especially with our hisism and, you know, different things. Lake County should definitely be the one to stand up against this to get it started. Yeah, and so and we know that Lake County does have quite a bit of history um, with regards to uh, racism there. Um, I mean, all you have to do is talk about the Groveland Four, um, and that that's just one uh, incident that we know of in, in Lake County, but um, there there are others, and so and you know they're they're notable in a bad way, notable figures. I know when I was growing mm-hmm. up, I, I know uh, names that I heard of growing up in Lake County, and it was, it's one of those things like it made you kind of not want to go to Lake County, or when you went, you treaded very lightly in Lake County, you know. But you know, there's yeah, but you know, it's it's time for a change. It's time for that that to change. Now, let me ask this because one of the things I do know is that there probably are going is going to be some resistance because of the threat of funding certain funding possibly being pulled um if you if if some of your board members or you know the board as a whole um is you know resistant against what the governor wants to do you know 
how do you deal with that? Funding being pulled from what are you saying? From the you know you know some you a lot of times when uh, you hear about people trying to resist um, the administ you know the governor the administration in terms of you know what they want to do and if it goes against him there's always that that threat of you know pulling you know the pulling of funding from the system. You know, oh, absolutely, uh, and he's been known to retaliate. We can look as recent as the Disney fiasco and how right. he, you know, did that. But that's a clear overstep of his of his uh, authority, you know. And that's another thing. Where 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 are the checks and balances? Who who's standing up and saying no? You know, you can't do that. Nobody's nobody's standing up to him, and that's where the confusion is. Like. We have these different legislative branches and things in place to hold him accountable for certain things or say, no, you cannot cross this boundary. But nobody's doing that. Nobody's doing that. And that's where we need to get people that look like us, people that, you know, stand up for what's right in these offices. And that's another place where our people have to come out and vote to get the right people in office that will stand up and say, no, that is a clear overstep of his authority or no, you know, we can't, we cannot allow this to happen. And so that's where it ties into everyday life. This is how your everyday life is being affected. And if you get out and vote, we can all come together and change this starting at the top with the governor. For Florida, you and know. also you mentioned um, about you know our racist past, and as you know, we were just and actually still are in the fight about the Confederate statue. You know, they were fighting mm-hmm. to bring this statue. You know, so so they're still doing doing those types of things even now. Not just you know with the Groveland Four, which was oh gosh horrific, but you know they're still doing those types of things. Yeah. You know, and the thing that also bothers me is that you've got to wonder uh, if, you know, he's really has the state and the people of the state, their best interest at heart when, when these things come about, because he has an, he has a split agenda, you know, he's, he's got, he's supposed to be our governor, but, you know, I know he's, Traveling, I think one of the things uh, that I heard recently about him traveling to different areas of the country to uh, tout uh, what, how great of a job we're doing here in Florida with law enforcement, <laughs> which wow, I'm like what? You know, <laughs> so it's, it's like okay, uh, in, in whose eyes? Who did you ask? Right, you know, right, yeah. You know. Because a lot of these, they say, you know, survey or this or that. But who, like you said, who are, who are you surveying? Because I'm not getting these surveys. <laughs> so, right, like, exactly. Who, where you, you know, who's participating in these surveys? You're not coming to my neighborhood, you know, doing the surveys or whatever. But Floridians, it's, it's up to us to stand up and highlight the things that he's doing here in, in, in Lake, in Florida. It's up to us to highlight this for the rest of the country so that they can see this is just the beginning. If they let him get up and, you know, become the next president, then, oh, my gosh, I I, I hate to even think of how things will be 
from there. I really, I really hate to even imagine. I can't, you know, it's, it's, I can't even stomach the idea of him becoming president. Yeah. Oh, and what I was mentioning to you, yeah, because I found it's, uh, there's a New York Times article, uh, DeSantis is visiting three states um, to show that he's tough on crime, um, New York, Pennsylvania, and Illinois. Uh, and it's like, take care of home. Right. <laughs> you know, take care of home. Right. Why are you traveling right now? You just reelected governor of Florida, not anywhere else. You know, so why don't you handle Florida? Why don't you handle, you know, crime that's going on where, you know, people who are just trying to do their job or people that are just trying to live or people that um, are just trying to have a childhood get shot up in in the neighborhood, you know, or doing doing their job. You know, why don't you deal with that? Yeah. But anyway, I know you... Because he's... um, you know, buying for that presidency, and that's that's all a part of his plan. And it used to be, you know, if you were running for a different office, you had to, you know, leave the office that you're in. But of course, they they make the laws and they rig the laws to fit their agendas. And so now, because they know that's his plan, they've tried to rewrite the laws so that he doesn't have to leave his seat as governor in order to run for the presidency. So. We have to pay attention to these things. We have to make people aware, and that's what all about the ballot strives to do is educate our community to show them because a lot of this stuff is so intricately woven into um, all of the red tape, and then you try to read through amendments, and it's like, whoa, what does this even mean, you know? And that mm-hmm. they do that on purpose to keep us in the dark, and so that's what we try to strive to do is, uh, you know, break that thing down or, or like um, Joe Madison said, put it where the goats can get it. Put it where people can actually understand it in everyday language that we speak, you know, as a community. Mm-hmm. Just help people understand and, and be informed. And when you go into those um, ballot uh, voting precincts to vote or whatever, you want to be informed and know what you're voting about and what this amendment means so that you're not confused and just checking off boxes just to say you voted. And actually, you know, you, you brought up a subject about uh, issues, amendments, and stuff that appear on the ballots. And, you you know, people aren't totally understanding what they're voting for. So they mean one thing when they vote, but because of the wording, they end up voting against what they initially meant to vote for. Uh, so just to put it out there for you all, and I don't know if you do this, but there may be, there should be some, maybe some workshops, pre-election workshops that help people understand, <laughs> okay, this is what this actually means. So if you vote yes, right. this means this. And if you vote no, this means no. Because it is, it's, it's just way too wordy and, and just for for the mm-hmm. average citizen that really doesn't, <laughs> some people just, just don't want to be running to the polls in the first place. Uh Right. You know, just taking the time right. out. You're asking me to take extra time to kind of figure out what it is you want me to vote for. And that's part of the reason Absolutely. that a lot of people are, are, you know, wary about going to the polls. So. Yes. Anyway, I know you have to go. I mean, yeah. yeah. So Absolutely. give us the details again for the rally. 
Okay, so um, our rally is Embrace Not Erase African American History Monday, February 27th at 5 o'clock p.m. We will be at the next Lake County School Board meeting, and it's at the Lake County Administration Building, which is the round building. The address is 315 West Main Street, Tavares, Florida, 32788. And we hope to see you there. Come with your signs. Uh, we will have speakers. Um, we will, of course, do some chants, and we will have our voices heard. Please come prepared to uh, make your voices heard during the meeting, during the public comment section. We want them to know that we will not stand by and be erased. We will embrace our African-American history. We will not allow the governor to erase us. It's not happening. Not on our watch. And thank you so much for having me. As always, I appreciate you, and um, we'll be happy to come back anytime. So we appreciate the work you do. Go go, get some rest though, somewhere in between all this, but uh, go do your <laughs> job and go get, and go motivate us to, to get involved and, and just, you know, make sure that we, we are okay, you know, in our schools. So thank you so much. Talk Absolutely. to you soon. Take Thanks care. Thank you for having me. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Have a blessed day. Thank you. You as well. Bye. Bye-bye. We're going to go to break, but before we do, I want to recognize the uh, Spectrum reporter and the uh, two citizens that were killed yesterday. Um, Dylan Lyons, 24 years old. He was a Spectrum News 13 uh, reporter, and uh, he was killed while trying to uh, get information on a story uh, about a, a shooting uh of 20-year-old Natasha, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing correctly, Augustine. Uh, She was the woman, she was killed on Wednesday morning. She was 38 years old. This is according to the uh, MyNews13.com report. Um, The nine-year-old Tiana Major uh, was was killed um, in a a separate shooting, too. And and they've done an arrest, uh, but we just want to keep uh, Ms. Augustine, Miss um, Tiana Major, and also Dylan Lyons in prayer. Um, we are just really troubled by uh, how this happened. Um, and it was a 19-year-old uh, person, 19-year-old man, that is accused of uh, doing the shooting. Supposedly he has a very long rap sheet since 2018 um, pages of uh crimes supposedly that he has committed and i don't know we've got to figure out a way to uh, get around all of this so but anyway we're going to take a quick break and the number if you have questions or comments is 516-387-1944 that's 516-387-1944 g's power hour on never had so good entertainment we'll be right back Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. 
need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar, or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast, let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And we want to, again, thank Cassandra Brown for joining us this morning. She is with All About the Ballots, and she was telling us about a rally that is coming up in Lake County on Monday. And we have posted, I think we have posted or will be posting the um, information on the G's Power Hour Facebook page Um and again, also just wanted to, like I said, uh, recognize the uh, the tragic incident that happened yesterday. And unfortunately, we've been having quite a few uh, tragic incidents lately. But um, I, 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 the reason I wanted to bring it up too is because I did want to mention, I, and, and not to take away anything from the reporters, uh, Dylan Lyons, twenty-four um, year old reporter whose life was lost. But I, you know, we we heard a lot about him, and I wanted to make sure that the names of the other two victims got out there: uh, Tiana Major, nine years old, and Natasha Augustine, who uh, was 38 years old. It was the separate shooting, um, but it was kind of linked because they were the reporter, from what I understand, was looking into the shooting of Miss Augustine. So uh, we just, our hearts kind of just go out to them, and we want to make sure that, uh, you know, they are, are mentioned and not forgotten. Uh, in the meantime, I am, have invited my friend Stephanie Dukes to join us today. Stephanie, good morning. Good afternoon, Heather. Oh, she's not there yet. Okay. All right. So she should be on soon. I wanted to mention an article, and I did post this. I don't. I got to get the other article on there, but I did post this on the Facebook page. An article I, I came across, and actually, uh, Stephanie was the one that kind of mentioned something to me uh, about something like this with my car. But it was an article about how to make passive income by renting out pool or car or driveway, and the way we got started talking about this is we were talking about uh, renting out your car. Uh, didn't know that you could rent out your pool or driveway. And there's a company, I'm trying to see if I can get them on to talk about how they help manage this type of service. But if you, you, you there is, a, I don't know if you saw the story recently on the news about a rental car shortage out at the airport. So just thinking about that made me think about you know how can you know what what happens? You know we're we're having a car shortage in general anyway in terms of affordable cars, and then that's just for purchasing for renting now and rent renting has gone up as well, um, and now we're having rental car shortage. This is a way to help ease that rental car shortage, and also put a few dollars in your pocket. You know so if you have a spare car that is in good condition, you know, you might want to look into renting it out. So I, like I said, I did post this article on the G's Power Hour Facebook page. Um, so just wanted to let you know. Stephanie, are you there? 
Oh, my goodness. Okay. Stephanie is busy. Stephanie, actually, uh, something we were talking about yesterday when I had um, Princess on, uh, volunteers at a food pantry uh, in uh, Lake County. And so uh, she's keeping very busy over there, and then hopefully uh, she will have some time to come on. But I think she either might be working on something else, too, as she always is. So let me take a quick break, check on her, and then check on some things as well. So uh, if you have questions, comments, an issue you want us to address, the number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. Does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you? Whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you? When the wrong person behind bars may end up being you? With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it, by calling 561-832-3386. That's 561-832-3386. That's Anderson and Welch Law Firm online at andersonandwelch.com. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faiths, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs dedicated to serving our families. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Uh, Stephanie, are you there? Okay. So she's not there. I wanted to go on to something else that I came across um, about, uh, and I'd really like to get some feedback. I'd like to get opinions on the death penalty. So apparently there is a Florida inmate that is set to die today by lethal injection. Um, And supposedly there's, I'm sorry, I'm having technical issues, but there's apparently a violation of the Eighth Amendment. Our our process of uh, lethal injection is being challenged as a violation of the Eighth Amendment. so I wanted to find out what is what does that mean to you? Uh do you do you believe in the death penalty first of all? Uh do you do you believe that uh well I won't say innocent because in in some cases it is it is an innocent life that is taken and this that is what concerns me. A lot of times these people end up in these situations and unfortunately, you know, they could be guilty, they could be innocent. But the fact of the matter is we end up taking a life, and should that happen, how how much do you believe in one person's right to take another person's life? We don't like it when it happens on a regular basis, and we do believe that people should be punished for their crimes, but is lethal injection a way to do that? 
and is, are we doing it properly here in Florida? Um, it, this person would be the, according to this article, this is Tampa Bay Times article, the 100th inmate to be executed, um, uh, scheduled to die by lethal injection today, use, apparently using a drug that no other state uses and through a process that's being um, challenged in uh, federal court. Uh, the person's name uh, is Donald Del- Dilbeck. Um, so, and that's the person that is being executed today. So, what are you, what are your um, opinions on the death penalty, lethal injection, uh, us legalizing the right to take another person's life, even though that person may or may not have um, committed the crime, and they've been, you know, they've been convicted. But uh, unfortunately, we're in a situation where a lot of people get convicted of crimes that, unfortunately, that, that they don't do. So it's it's hard to say. Um, I personally just have a problem where we just and, and in the moment, in the heat of the moment, when somebody does something to someone, like in the case yesterday, there's a part of you that says, you know, you should hang them, you should execute them, or whatever. And that's just that, I guess that base part of us that just doesn't recognize the value of, of life that God gives to everyone, whether we are uh, perfect or imperfect, you know, so we have people out there that are doing, doing things to other people because of mental illness or just because they don't have a proper moral compass. But how are we to address that? Is lethal injection, is the death penalty the right way to handle that? So, um, you know, I don't know. I would wonder, I know, and I don't think we ask enough, how God feels about us taking a, another person's life, especially since he's the creator of all life, you know, what his feeling is on that. So just wanted to see what your, your opinion is on that. Did Stephanie come on yet? Okay, she must have gotten caught up. So, so anyway, we're going to go ahead and take a – well, we're not going to take a break. We're going to go. We're going to let you enjoy the rest of your Thursday. And tomorrow we have Tara Collingwood. She's going to be back with us to talk about a variety of um, nutrition and health uh, issues. And um, we look forward to having her on tomorrow. I have a lot of questions for her, um, in, including – uh, since she's in sports medicine, I'd like to ask. I didn't get a chance to get her on earlier in the month. I'd like to ask her a little bit more about the Demar Hamlin uh, uh, cardiac arrest uh, that he had on the field, and whether or not he should be really considering going back into uh, sports on a professional level full time. Uh, you know, at such a young age, with having that, those type of health issues already, it's just a wonder whether or not maybe you know, he should be going back. I'd like to get her opinion on that, but we've got some other things we're going to address as well. So join us tomorrow. Look forward to having you. Thank you for joining us today. This has been G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment. Be well, be safe, be blessed, and please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care. <laughs>